Why should a brand or manufacturer offer its products as a service? And what will they learn about their products? In this episode, Puck, the founder of Hula Loop, will share her experience in renting out kids' clothes from premium brands. My name is Patrick Hübscher and this is Circularity FM, the podcast about understanding, building and managing circular business models. Hey, welcome back at Circularity FM. It has been a while since I published the last interview with Lisette from Betsy, but the last months were quite intense. So we experienced quite some growth at Blue Movement. We threw an online birthday party for the third anniversary of Blue Movement. And right now we're preparing for scaling up the business further in the Netherlands and also bringing it to Germany. Next to that, uh, me and my family, were also building a house. So... Considering all that, I'm more than happy to share with you now the next interview with a circular product as a service expert. Let's just start. Already four years ago, she founded a subscription service for kids' clothes from premium brands. As a mom of two kids, she realized that constantly buying new clothes is not the best solution. She worked for Circular Economy in the Netherlands and run marketing and operations of Baby Exchangery, a subscription service for baby and kids products. Welcome, Puk. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Puk, you have quite some experience in product as a service. What is one of the most suitable product categories to use as a basis for a subscription service? Yeah, it's it's a hard question, but I would say the the nice thing about products and clothes for for kids is that it's uh, necessary for such a short time period. So you know, kids grow and their clothes and their products don't. Uh, they always have different needs. Uh, so this is where it really gets interesting, right? Like you you buy new things for just a couple of months, and then uh, yeah, what is the next step, right? You 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 store it for a long time period, maybe for the second child or the for third. The you never time. know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's still there for at least nine months. Um, or you uh, you sell it on a marketplace, but you know that's a hassle, and you probably have other things uh, as a mom or a new mom or new dad to do. So um, yeah, I would say short-term products, and especially for kids, this is relevant. But then I can also see uh, you know you know some other uh, services popping up uh, for other products. Uh, I think what the most important is, is that you find a problem solution fit, right? Like every other company. So are you really solving a pain? You know, are you really adding something? Is it a service that people want to pay for? Um, so I think these are, you know, going back to the basics of, of running your company. These are really, really important. I guess in the last years, you saw quite some different products. What's your experience? Are all products that are made for selling, are they actually ready to be rented out? Uh, no, I don't think so. In this case, the quality is super, super important. Um, I think this, this is the starting point. Because if you want to 
um, rent the products for a longer period, uh, the quality needs to be good because you want to, you know, you rent them out. People are using it. It's coming back. You know, how is it coming back? Is it, can you still uh, repair it or uh, making sure that, that the next customer can use it in a, in a good way? Um, so yeah, the starting point is quality, but also, you know, is it easy to repair? And what about the repairability? Can you make sure that at least, for example, six customers can use that specific product? Um, so, you know, the most interesting thing here is that you can um, rent it out for a longer period. More customers can, can use it. Uh, and that you can also, uh, that the design is done in a way um, that you can optimize it as well for the next customers. So, and learn from it, right? Like, are you able to, to optimize the product based on uh, the many times that it's rented by a customer? Hmm. And how many brands or products are already at this quality level? I mean, like durability is nothing new that just popped up with the circular economy or subscription economy. Uh, some brands or products um, claim to be durable or actually are durable uh, since like decades or even centuries in, in a few cases. Yeah, yeah. I I really saw a difference. So I worked with um, five different premium brands, and I I also saw a difference difference within the brands. So, you know, of course, they work with uh, several collections and uh, different fabrics, different fibers. Um, and I could really see, you know, different uh, types of quality because sometimes, you know, they come up with a, yeah, with a beautiful fiber or think, you know, this is the collection, this is nice. And then I, I saw uh, while, while renting it out to, to customers that it could only be worn like maybe once or twice. And this is, you know, this is not good enough for, for a rental service. Um, but on the other hand, I had a collection from that same brand uh, that could be worn by a, child, uh, by a child like five or six times at least. So I really saw uh, a difference within, you know, that specific brand already. Um, but of course, there are uh, brands and products made for already for you know to where it's focused on on good quality. Um, so that would be you know definitely good products to start with. Um, but yeah, I, I, in practice, I really saw a difference uh, within the different brand already or with the specific brand already. And is there at least a proportional relationship between price and quality? So let's say one item is um, yeah, three times as expensive as another one. Um, does it then also last three times longer or is it roughly the same? No, it's roughly the same, unfortunately. Yeah, so this is also something like one of the challenge, uh, challenges you should meet as a, you know, starting a product as a service that uh, you really have to take into this in account for your business model and your business case. Um, and yeah, that's also where it's so interesting to have a brand involved uh, in a product as a service, because then you you have more insights already about the product. And you mean like a brand of a manufacturer or like yes, uh, 
Yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah, there is is really where you can make the difference. Uh, I feel, and where you can really innovate together and make sure um, you know you can create a circular supply chain together. Um, but of course, yes, a manufacturer or or brand they don't have the knowledge of a product as a service so you know try to to reach out to different partners right because there are software partners there are uh, repair uh, partners there are also big companies that are already um, you know dealing with returns for a long time you know they have their they own their web shops they have big facilities to repair the products and to sell them again you know to have the resale so yeah, I think it, a collaboration with all the different partners in the in the supply chain could be very very interesting to to set it up. And I suppose you collect valuable feedback for the manufacturer, probably not only about the product quality itself, or um, no, it's it's feedback um, from everything actually. Uh, you know, you are normally when you are uh, you know. The brand you just sell the specific uh, item and the clothes and that's it uh, end of relationship and here uh, with the product of, of, as a service you have this continuous relationship and you can just you know you have a monthly contact you know you talk to your customers every time you know they really feel or this is at least what I experienced that they are part of this community You know, because it's fairly new, it's innovative. Um, so, and they they know that, right? Um, and I really have the feeling that in that way they really want to share more. So, it's either uh, on the process, but also uh, about the products, but it's functionality, but also uh, you know the, the fabric or the fibers. You know, they tell something. And recently, I got a message from a customer. She said, "Yeah." She showed me a, p a picture of one of the the one seas and said, "Yeah, I don't like this because the the nuts are not all the way. You cannot open it on uh, until the feed." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, it's it's not nice to have." And then, you know, all these small things, but you know, all this feedback is is interesting, right? Um, to to optimize your your products, but also to know what uh, you know what they think about it. But also about you know simply color or collections or whatever. You mentioned that you recently got feedback from a customer. What's your setup to gather customer feedback? So um, I really try to to make it as easy as possible, and I really noticed that WhatsApp works very very well. Um, and because then. You know, it's really uh, low-key, informal. I also feel sometimes that they ask a lot about me, that I'm kind of like, oh, whoa, this, <laughs> is, this is going really far. But they, they want to know who is behind it, right? Like, is right. this a mom? Is this a guy? Like, who is this? <laughs> so, and I even get, like, questions about, you know, how can I best wash the clothes? Like, maybe I'm not a good uh, person that can wash, but, uh, you know, what about stains? How? Because sometimes I feel that I don't want to uh, give them the hula loop clothes because I'm afraid that something happens. Mm -hmm. uh, can you give me some washing tips? It's like, of course, I can do that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's really low-key. Uh, WhatsApp messages, sometimes also email, but most of the times uh, WhatsApp 
And and people just reach out to you if they have a question or a remark or just want to share a moment with you. Yeah, yeah, actually, yes. Yes, and of course, you know, I, I you know a monthly basis re regarding payments or if they want to do the swaps because, you know, kids, they, until the age of two years, they have eight different sizes. So uh, on average, they, they swap every two months. Um, or when a new season starts, they swap. So, you know, on these times, I'm in contact with them. And you always get something to hear, like feedback about whatever. So that's uh, that's nice. <laughs> I can learn from that. So Yeah, I know. As a dad of two sons, I'm familiar with that. Um, and uh, in many cases, the second one, uh, he's like uh, nearly one year old uh, right now, can wear the clothes again. But sometimes also it's a different season. Yes, um, exactly. And yeah, it's not always, uh, always a fit. Um, so you collect quite some feedback from uh, the customers about the products. How many brands are actually interested in this information? Yeah, to be honest, I have the feeling that they are not so open uh, to that because I I really see that, of course, now with you know the second-hand fashion increase, like you know, uh, big brands starting doing it. But I can really see that it's under strategic agenda and under roadmaps, but they are not actually doing it already. Um, and then you can see that they start with resale, for example, and not uh, the first step is rental. But I think also the combination uh, is very interesting. You, you already see that in the US with uh, Render Runway that... You know, they, they started with the rental and now they also have the resales and they call it the retirees. And yeah, it's it's interesting to make the combination. And I think we, we are moving slowly towards that combination. So and the brands didn't reach out to you proactively about these learnings? No, unfortunately not. I the brands like the, the brands that I'm working with, um, you know, they of course know that I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, but it's not that they it's more coming from my side to inform them and say hey this is what i'm doing you know is it is it interesting you know valuable data i'm doing this already for some years um but no i i don't feel that they that they are really you know excited to to work with this maybe because they are kind of stuck with their day-to-day -day operations that could be um or they are not that much um committed to sustainability or this is a maybe a bridge too far i can imagine but so far only one brand uh, that was not even in that i was not uh, you know having on, on my platform uh, now maybe okay let's say a hand handful brands were reaching out to me and and you know asked asked me questions and wanted to learn from my experience in what direction uh, were these questions um, yeah, also really, um, you know, we are thinking to set this up. How should we do that? Um, what about, uh, you know, the returns? Uh, what about operations? What about the cleaning? You know, really practical things just to, to get an idea what they all should arrange, you know, before they start this. Okay, so we discussed that. Manufacturers and brands can benefit from the customer feedback, especially when it comes to product design and also product quality. Do you see any other benefits 
the manufacturers can have from a subscription business? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, of course, we already talked about this, but the relationship building with the customer, so the continuous feedback loops, but also the recurring revenue, right? Like it's it's a it's a secondhand, or actually, people that are willing to buy secondhand, they don't, you know, they are not doing anything with this market. And I really think this is a missed opportunity because, you know, we have uh, Marktplatz in the Netherlands. We have uh, the next closet for clothes. We have uh, Vinted now. It's growing. And brands, they are just selling new and that's it. New, new uh, clothes. And I really think this is a missed opportunity because, you know, um, these uh, secondhand platforms, they are growing and growing. And this is just a missed revenue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people are interested uh, in this. So why not jump on it, right? And yeah. uh, and make some steps. And do you see any positive examples in the industry? Um, yeah, of course we have. Um, um, yeah, swap feeds, which is the you can rent the bikes. But in in fashion, um, so in the US, a renewal or the. Um, Rent a runway is a big example in the US, but in the Netherlands, Mud Jeans is already out there from Lisa Jeans. They're already out there for a long time. Um, and they also. I, I wouldn't consider them as a traditional company because they started with that proposition right away, didn't they? Yeah, no, that's true. They started with Lisa Jeans. And then, of course, you have, uh, which is uh, not that long ago, is Grey Label. Uh, that's a kids clothes brand it's um, really like they are more in um, yeah more high fashion expensive clothes and they uh, launched their uh, rental service um, but yeah not that long ago and then now you can see that um, you know fashion brands are piloting mm -hmm. they're really piloting and, and trying it out and see what happens. Yeah. One of the key decisions an existing company has to take is if it utilizes the existing brand or existing brands, or if it starts with a new brand. What's your perspective on this question? Mm, I like... Of course, it's already nice to to kind of have a, a familiar brand behind it, but I'm not sure if they really care because it's it's such a new service and innovative service, so people kind of know it's an it's an it's new. So it's a new you know it doesn't matter that it's a new brand, and it's also I have the feeling it's a different community. So it's more like an, an extra target group that you are aiming for than, you know, to have the existing target group that is already a customer of your brand. So, um, yeah, I, I really think this is, uh, you really have to start a new community. So then, you know, I don't see the problem to do that with a, with a new name. And uh, the nice thing to to use a to use a platform is also that you can um, you know to make a combination of different brands. You can you can serve the customers uh, different brands, which I think is really nice. Um, 
of course, of course, you have the big brands that have everything. Um, but with with Baby Exchange, we really had the um, the combination of the different type of products, and then you can make a mix um, of the different products and brands. And I think this is really really nice. And then you can try to find a way there uh, to make a, a good combination that is meeting your standards and that you can attract that specific target group. What would you expect a company to provide or invest when they want to join a subscription platform like Hula Loop? I would say um, sustainable vision or ambitions at least because you know a product as a service doesn't automatically mean that you are working on sustainability or working towards the circular economy. So in my eyes, this is also where I think it gets interesting because I'm really aiming for the transition towards a circular economy is that they have, uh, you know, at least a sustainable vision and that's they, that they want to do this uh, to make steps there. Um, because I think, you know... I think that's that's really important in in in, in uh, yeah where we are now uh, in the world and we really have to act right. So I would say if if you know if you both have the same ambition, for me that is really really important because then you know it's you really have, just have to start this pilot project together. Uh, but once you know decisions have to be made then you can say, okay, but we still have the same ambition, so let's do that, right? Um, uh, but also to, to learn from it together because uh, and to collect data um, and to make some steps there because I think with these services, it's not that you can uh, look to hundred thousands of, of uh, best practices and this is where it gets difficult. So you really have to do it together and take it uh, step by step and also take it uh, per challenge right um, and then it's nice to ha have at least the same ambition because then you can you know along the way that if you have to make decisions that you are more or less on the same line and on the same page would you then ideally speaking also expect the brand to finance the product or like the, the clothes um, because I know from various startups in Germany, in the Netherlands, in Scandinavia, that especially in, in these times uh, with the COVID crisis, um, it's quite hard to get funding uh, for a product as a service model that uh, runs independent of the manufacturer uh, because you do need uh, the capital to um, to own the the products that you then rent out. I mean, the whole purpose of product as a service is that not the customer is owning it, but the company is owning it, but someone has to pay for it. Um, so would you expect a partner to um, support uh, you in that uh, funding of the products? Yeah. Yeah, that would be the most uh, ideal situation and the most interesting. Like, of course, with, with fashion, the... Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, actually, the prices are so low that you can kind of um, figure it out in the beginning. But at some point, if you really want to scale, then it would be nice to have a brand producer on board. 
Um, and you can also make, you know, other interesting combinations of, you know, having, uh, you know, have them invest in your startup. Um, so, and, and they get uh, shares for that, for example. So you can also try and find a combination there. Um, but I would say the ideal situation, especially in the beginning, you can you can bootstrap and test and, and do whatever, also without a brand. But I think at some point where you really reach, where you really go from startup to, to scale up, so where you really reach this scalability, there it's it's also you know important to have a brand involved and also if you really want to make steps uh, towards sustainability you know you can really make impact there and when you are just working on your own uh, and pre-finance everything it's yeah it's just you right so you can you can make little steps talking about steps when do you think will hula loop be one of the main channels for the innovative brands and products Hopefully soon. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, you just, you really need somebody that is also as dedicated as I am uh, from one of the brands. And if you have that brand or that person, then you're good to go. But, um, you know, somebody needs to make that step and, and brands need to do that. Um But I think it, it will come. Like, I really think it's the future, right? Like, this is, if you look at, uh, you know, our kids, they, they live in a different society. They have different needs, uh, different expectations. And, you know, ownership is not, um, you know, something they care about. Um, so it's totally different. Um, and and I think as, as brands, we really have to move you know, and to change um, to make sure that that you can fulfill those needs. Because uh, our generation is completely different uh, than a generation of our kids, our young kids. So, yeah, I, I really see it as an opportunity uh, and to, you know, this is the future. So, If if you are not stepping on that uh, on that train, like it's going to be hard because also you know people are already working on it uh, behind the scenes, uh, piloting some things, collecting data, collecting learnings, and yeah, if they are a couple of years further, and and you still have to start, then I guess you are too late. Thanks a lot, Puk, for sharing your experience with us. And good luck with the next steps of Hula Loop. Yeah, thank you, Patrick. <laughs> This was Puck from Hula Loop, providing us with her perspective on providing products as a service, especially for manufacturers and brands. If you have feedback about this episode or the other episodes, if you want me to look into one specific business model or company, just reach out to me. And until the next episode, please don't forget... The most abundant renewable resource is your imagination. My name is Patrick Hübscher and this is Circularity FM, the podcast about understanding, building and managing circular business models. <laughs>